0: A look at the monetary policy challenges in a global economy, and is Africa lagging behind in the AI race? From over 1,200 cities and 128 countries, KI Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good Morning Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. In this episode. Gita Gopinath, the first Deputy Managing Director of the IMF, discusses monetary policy challenges in a global economy and why now is the best time for central banks to ensure strong supervision and also carry
1: out necessary stress tests. The other challenge that comes up is what's happening with long-term rates. We've seen long-term rates in the U.S. Uh, go up quite significantly in the last uh, well, several weeks. It's bounced around a bit, but still these are much higher numbers in the past than in the past. So this raises a question, which as a policymaker, does this mean that, that, you can, that you don't have to do the next interest rate hike, if that's what you were thinking about doing, because now you're getting the effect uh, that's working through higher long-term rates. And here again, this is tricky given the uncertainty. So let me just explain, which is it depends a whole lot on what's driving the higher long-term rates. If the higher long-term rates are being driven by expansionary fiscal policy, then, in fact, a higher long-term rate should actually signal a need for even more monetary policy tightening to offset the expansionary effect that it's having on the economy. Uh, in the U.S., where you're seeing most of these interest rate increases, the U.S. deficit fiscal deficit is around eight percent this year, and it's projected to be around seven percent over the next three years. Now there is a question mark of how stimulative that is on the economy, but when you have high levels of deficits, that's certainly. Is something for for a central banker to also uh, incorporate when they try to make their forecasts about the path of inflation. My second point about what it means for policymaking in this environment is that central banks must be prepared to respond to renewed financial stresses, especially if inflationary pressures persist. So again, there is the last mile that has to be done, but if inflation remains far more stubborn or further goes up in some more because of other shocks, then that would require interest rates to stay a higher for longer, or even increase. And we could be then in a situation where you have an inflation problem while at the same time growth is slowing sharply. So that's a stagflationary environment that one could have, and one certainly should not rule that out. In that scenario, again, some of our research has shown that we would have a large number of weak banks that represent about one-third of global assets, mostly located in advanced economies uh, and in China. That would, be, that would be a very difficult place to be in, which is why it's important to prepare in advance. This is the time for strong supervision, robust stress tests, and it's also important for banks to be able to augment their capital buffers at a time when they're making currently very high profits banks should also be prepared to quickly access central bank facilities if needed so that we don't have a repeat of an SVB phenomenon. And much more efforts need to be made to address the the risks in the non-bank sector. The third uh, point I'd like to make about policy in the current uh, juncture is that policymakers have to be prepared for more cross-border pressures from increased divergence across economies, increased divergence in policies across economies. So let me give you an example. If you you compare 10-year yields in China in its own currency to 10-year yields on U.S. treasuries.
0: And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. WTI crude futures stabilized around 77 U.S. dollars per barrel on Monday after OPEC said that despite concerns about economic growth affecting oil prices, the market fundamentals are strong. The organization attributed the recent price drop to financial market speculators. In a monthly report, OPEC slightly increased its 2023 global oil demand growth forecast to 2.46 million barrels per day, citing robust global growth trends and a healthy oil market. Despite supply cuts by OPEC and its allies, the report noted a rise in OPEC oil production in October, mainly due to increases in Iran, Angola and Nigeria. Last week, the EIA said U.S. oil consumption will decline by 300,000 bars per day this year, while weak economic data in China raised fears of softer energy demand. Additionally, Chinese refiners asked for less supply from Saudi Arabia for December. And a quick trip around Africa. South Africa's tourism minister Patricia De Lille and internet services multinational Google have signed a collaboration argument to support the use of digital tools to enhance tourism experiences and sustainability, to facilitate knowledge sharing and skills development. Delil says the primary goal of this collaboration is to harness Google's technological expertise to support the department's efforts in promoting South Africa as a prime tourist destination. Google can provide insights into global travel trends, and this information can guide the Department of Tourism and the South African Tourism Strategy for targeting specific markets and tailoring experiences to visitor expectations. To enhance digitalization of South Africa's tourism offerings, Google Art and Culture will work with the Department of Tourism to showcase South Africa's tourist sites and cultural heritage to the world by getting more sites online and featuring thematic stories of importance to the departments. Kenya has appointed City and Standard Bank as joint lead managers for potential dollar-denominated debt, in what experts view, as a potential return. To the eurobond market, in a public notice, the national treasury said the appointment of the two follows a rigorous procurement process. In June, Kenya shortlisted four international lenders as potential lead arrangers for the planned fifth eurobond issue. They included Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Standard Bank, and Standard Chartered Bank. The selection of lead arrangers kicked off in April, with the exchanger having published a request for expression of interest for international lead managers. For issuance of a sovereign bond on April 18th, Citigroup and JP Morgan served as joint lead arrangers when Kenya raised $1 billion through a Eurobond in June of 2021, with NCBA and INM banks playing the role of core lead managers. The country has been weighing options of going for the fifth Eurobond for a year now, as uncertainties about clearing the inaugural worth $2 billion issued in 2014 linger. There's a need for players in Africa's private and public sector to start working together to center the continent in the global generative artificial intelligence dialogue. This was a key takeaway from a team of experts who attended a Microsoft Africa Research Institute workshop on AI and future work in Africa. The conference brought together thought leaders from across the continent to ensure that Africa will be a frontrunner in defining generative AI strategy and building Afrocentric AI. Speaking at the event, Jackie O'Neill, the My coordinator, emphasized the immense potential of AI to stimulate growth and development throughout the continent. She added that AI investment in research, building and deployment promises to yield substantial returns across a wide range of sectors and has the potential to mitigate some of the continent's most pressing challenges. Experts say the fifth industrial revolution, also known as Industry 5.0, will be distinguished by human and computer collaboration, A step forward from the preceding Industry 4.0, which focused on integrating automation and data exchange. They observed that while Africa lagged in previous industrial revolutions, there is an opportunity for large-scale revolution in multiple sectors such as education, manufacturing, technology, agriculture and government. Presently, Africa continues to trail the rest of the world in AI adoption, with only Mauritius, Egypt, South Africa and Tunisia surpassing the global average in readiness in AI adoption, according to the 2022 Oxford Institute's Government AI Readiness Index. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa As a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit the website that is kfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial, and you can find me at Bethadong.